0: One hello, welcome to episode two hundred and fifty-five of Three Beers a Movie. I'm Richard Laird, and I'm with Colin McKay. Hello, hello, Colin. We were supposed to be doing this, <laughs> mano mano, next to each other, but alas, the world has got in our way, so we're doing it again by Zoom. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, which which is fine, but we've become quite accustomed to the the, the virtual. I can see you, but I can't touch you. Format, which <laughs> um, as I like to call it. Um, yeah. I guess I could lick the screen and stuff like that if I was if I was inclined to. So you know there is a. Once we um, get a virt-
0: we'll get we'll get a virtual headset and we can we can do it that way. Once we all doing the Meta.
1: Jink in like ten years we'll still be doing this shit and it'll be like Ready Player One where we went to this weird... We will in the shining it. house. Or we do it in like Ash's basement or something. My avatar will be like fucking
0: big Marshall Rock guy. I and, imagine it'd and, be like a Bruce like Campbell
1: type thing you'd have with your avatar. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. and oh, I would never think a proper think about it, but my avatar would be. Oh mm. God, that's and Diego Montoya maybe that's a good, good
0: shout. because you see yeah. the post behind my shoulder.
1: Uh, that is yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I do love them as well. But yeah, yeah. that's
1: an interesting one. Um so yeah, maybe maybe in ten years time, that's what we'll be doing. We'll be yes. Exchanging online
0: Coins and stuff like that, and, <laughs> or, like, drinking online beer and stuff like that. amazing. Life—it <laughs> cannot be any more insane in the world we're living in right now. As, as Britain falls apart politically, um, and yeah. we'll, we'll sit and talk about movies as as I want to do.
1: Absolutely, I, I'd rather talk about movies and politics any given day. So agreed, yes. agreed. Yeah.
0: Um, are you drinking anything of notice tonight?
1: Um, I am. I'm drinking a bottle of hopple. Um, Hoppo, um the, the Hippopotamus one. Um ah, which is, nice. A strong and hoppy IPA, 6.2%. So That's it probably shouldn't be drunk too, at night yeah. skill night um, from the, the Broughton Brewery. Um, Broughton. And, yeah,
0: I've had it
1: before. It's nice. It's got, it is nice. It's quite quite a strong taste. So one of those ones where it's got a strong taste and the alcohol just under the taste. So it's yeah, yeah. kind of kick kick after the, the sip. You're like, oh, there's alcohol on it. It yeah, will get cool. you drunk. Yeah, so I'm having one. That is it. I have no yes. rum in the house. I've finished all the rum. I have no other alcohol, so this is my my one alcohol for tonight. So well hang done. Over tomorrow, thank
0: you. What are you drinking? Um, as it was my birthday over the last few days, um, I overindulged um, when I was away. So I am not drinking tonight. I'm having the <laughs> totally tropical taste of lilt, oh, um, just to try and ease me off of it. So yeah, um, my, my liver picked up a pounding, unfortunately. So um, I am. I, I'm so that I'm a wee bit quieter. Lilt's like an alcohol-free punch, isn't it? it, it is. Let, like, let's, let's, let's I want my beer to taste like lilt. I want my beers to taste like lilt. I'll be happy. In fact, most of the beers I drunk at the weekend did taste like lilt, and that's could be why I'm suffering quite so much. Were you on the fruit beers? Many a fruity beer was drank. Yes. But let's move <laughs> on to the the report of, of this week. So we'll start with some sad news that happened literally in the last sort of couple of hours. It's been announced. Apparently um, passed away yesterday, but uh, James Can passed away at 82. Yeah. Um, well-known actor, obviously starred in mm. some. Amazing stuff, obviously, probably best known for playing Sonny in yeah. Godfather films. no, that and that, also, that, that, that
1: misery, misery. Is, yeah, yeah. Rollerball, yeah. Get through a rollerball, rollerball is possibly my favorite James Camp performance. Um, yeah. I, I adore rollerball with a passion, yeah, yeah I,
0: do, I, I adore Alien Nation. Um, but probably Nation was also very good as well, Dick yeah. Tracy, as well, but probably best known to the younger audiences now as Elf's dad, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and to the the millennials as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's handler in the razor. There you go.
0: Uh, that's a film I actually I actually really enjoy. I enjoy uh, Eraser razor
1: quite <laughs> yeah, I've
0: got a lot. I've enjoyed it more than once, and will continue to enjoy Eraser. razor. Yeah. Um, he's also the voice of the dad in for Chance of Meatballs. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 A man who I would say he is his social his personal life was troubled. He was a, maybe a man you wouldn't want to tangle with. Um, I think
1: he was a bit of a hellraiser, wasn't he? Yeah. Hellraiser,
0: yeah. maybe possibly domestic abuse, possibly also. Um very, very Trumping. He liked he supported Trump and stuff like that. we not get politics, yeah. he also apparently was friends with like drug lords in Colombian. I think I think the Colombian drug lord is his godfather possibly as well, or he's a godfather <laughs> with a Colombian a Colombian guy's son or something. Um, well. But I would say, pretty much, I think, Hellraiser, Madman, but very good at his day job.
1: Oh, yeah, he was a phenomenal actor. Effortless He's one of those guys that you don't see the the the, the kid of in motion yeah he's just he's acting in the characters there you know you just kind of see past actor and just becomes that character every time I mean yeah, you um, watch the Godfather
0: he is insanely handsome in the Godfather as well.
1: Yeah, well I was just about to say when you see I mean he was he was kind of handsome when he was older as well but when you see him you know back in like the kind of sixties and seventies He was good almost Paul Newman levels of handsome Paul Newman um, uh,
0: Brando levels just sort of just insanely attractive man who's like yeah. obviously what, used that to his full advantage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you had a bit of a lull in the kind of 80s, and then kind of towards the end of the 80s, He kind of picked back up again. Yeah, like but he
0: have done stuff like Misery and obviously that one, Thief, Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I think Elf brought him back a bit with prominence. That was something mm-hmm. like, he became, I like, think, in the 90s, maybe towards the late 90s in the 2000s, became pretty much a jobbing actor. Um, yeah. If you look at the, the work he's done, it's not of the highest quality. He's, made, he's turned up yeah. a lot of paycheck work there. And I yeah. think probably Elfman was going to be done purely as a paycheck, but yeah. obviously turned into a sort of beloved family film, so people know him from that. But there's a yeah. lot of films with like sort of very generic titles, very almost Bruce Willis kind of stuff, yeah. you know, that kind of level. Yeah. Um, we're looking at it going, oh, that doesn't seem like the fitting of a man of, of his talents, but obviously... Man got
1: eat. Man's, man's got to eat,
0: yeah, that, 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 yeah, totally, totally. You know,
1: there, there's 250 grand for a five minute slot in a shitty movie. I'll yeah, take, take 10 of them a month, you know, that, that's fine, i will do me. Right.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, it's a sad loss. That one was kind of, I just found out after coming back from cinema, and I was like, oh no, that was a wee downer for me. say Rollerball's probably my favourite can film. I love Rollerball, it's a great film. I it's, like quite great. it's quite great. Mis- Misery's awesome, yeah. Mis- Misery's absolutely amazing. It's one of the best King adaptations as well. Mm. Um, for sure, but along those... And, of course, The Godfather as well. Um, I think it was last year I went in a Godfather binge, and his films, they-, they hold up really well, but, you know, everybody's well, cast perfectly in those films. And, yeah, uh, it's he- one of the things, like... You- out- it's almost a cliché to say Godfather's one of the greatest films of
0: all time, but you watch it, you go, yeah, it pretty much is one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> it's- yeah, <don't laughs> it's... Like, really get- it's-, it's- sustain this level of you know like love and you know and the cast in it and he's part of yeah, that cast is like I mean yeah. there's certain members of the cast missing for Godfather three you can see why it suffers. Yeah yeah you know?
1: absolutely yeah it's, it's one of those films I think if you can find fault in it it's because you're looking for stuff that, that you know anyone else wouldn't think there's a fault anyway. Yeah. You know this it's certainly you being pedantic rather than fault in the film itself. Yeah um, amazing, amazing films. And yeah. um, but R I P James can you yeah, missed very oh, sad
0: no. Um, I'm thinking. See, who's left from the God? There's quite a lot of the Godfather. You know, particularly Godfather Two cast left, isn't there Still quite a few because Al Pacino's still yeah, hanging around,
1: and he's, he's still there. Um, De Niro was in two. He's still around as well. So De Valls still uh, around as well. So yeah, so still, Yeah, yeah, there is. still still got a few. They, they are, they are getting long in the tooth, um, and unfortunately, time takes yeah. its toll. But yeah, we're still, we're still got. They, they could crank out a fourth Godfather movie. And, <laughs> <laughs>
0: please, no, please not, please not, please um,
1: not. Have you been watching at home? Have
0: you watching anything interesting? I assume you're still watching your um, only Murders in the building. Only Murders, yeah. So the the it's, uh, we're
1: only episodic right now. So we're every Tuesday. We've got okay. Episode. Um, this was the third episode. Yep. and it was. Remember last season, um, I, I was kind of waxing lyrical about the one with a deaf fella, yes. but he couldn't. Yeah, and th- this was a <laughs> on blind one in this one, but it's all black. No, n- no but <laughs> just on that level of brilliance, Johnny, okay. it was okay. just absolutely stunning, stunning episode. Um, The the people that I don't like weren't in it Um, It just kind of centralised on one character And and just kind of gave you a whole different perspective Of who that character is And who you thought the character was Mm -hmm. And it was just a wonderfully done episode just Nothing but smiles for it And just warm feelings all the way through I'm really excited for you to see it When it finishes, Um, I will watch them all Yeah, and particularly this episode It was a great, great episode So I'm still watching that um, see, it's nice. I'm kind of we've not had anything episodic for a while, so it's nice to have that finished work. You know, we we'll kind of mm. go home, have dinner, and it's like feet up on the couch and put on all the mothers like, So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. Lovely,
0: lovely, and the boys, um, I assume as well.
1: Yeah, the boys. Um, that's me up to speed with it. So there's one more episode with the season finale, which is tomorrow. Um, Thank right, you. Cool. So I can I've, start I'm watching really, that now. Oh yeah, I've rushed rushed through them all, binged them, um, and I've got to say that this season has has been mind blown. Um it's had small lows in it, of course. you, know, you kind of consistently just have shit blown up and you know in insanity. Um and the story's still there. Uh. Um, but you know when it does kick off it's still got that jaw drop and with the fuck mm. moments um, just peppered throughout the whole the whole series. Um episode six um in particular as a standout for this one it's just been like wow um you know, it's just one of those momentous episodes, it's just everything happens and you just the whole way through you like did I can't believe I done they said you know mm. they done that. can't ever seen that. Did, did you see that? Do I mean? Yeah. One of those ones, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal writing and consistent quality, um nice. all the way through. So looking forward to watching that as well. Cause I know like me, you've read the comic books and you're yes. a big fan. Um but yes. you gave you gave me a comic book, so I read them after you. Yes. Um, yes. but yeah, that that's been um phenomenal watching as well, so get, get on to it sort of, as soon as you I can, will, so that we can but discuss but we'll, in
0: detail. We will get on to it. I'll probably watch them it. I'm off the next week or so. so uh, well, next yeah. like, nine or ten days. and yeah. So I may watch it over those a few days because I'm always mm. looking for something I can watch and binge. No, no, know no, I can binge it, and um, I can get through all like eight or nine episodes in one go. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I'd have to wait. I'm, I'm, yeah. have, I am i i do not mind watching some things episodic, but the boys have yeah. never watched episodic.
1: It's, it a, is, you know, ve- it is very binge. It's one of those ones, but I love a show that you know when it finished because it's been a few nights me and Lane, I've watched it, and it's kind of been a school night for us. And maybe up to like kind of half ten and watch one, and it's finished with like pretty watching all. Oh, do you know? We yeah. I mean, just that, that oh, I want to see what's was happening now and we've kind of stayed up way past the you witch know, and we're watching it. I mean, we know we should be sleeping so it's got mm. that draw to it where you, you want you watch more and it just keeps you engaged all the time. So, mm. fantastic view. Um, what have you been watching at home, sir?
0: Um, not much. I, I finished off Stranger Things season four and um, the second part of, well, the second half of that season dropped but there's actually two, two episodes. One's like an hour it. and 30 and one's like two hours and 20 so it's basically a feature length.
1: Big, big episodes. How did
0: it hold up? As oh, well. that, that hold up well. Hold up well. There's, a, there's there is a certain sense of there's a lot of story to try to get on screen because there's so much story the episodes are long got a gap between the big momentous moments there are some great moments in it but there's going to be a lot of fluff between those great moments it's not maybe do test our our, our patience but it's very much it's a show where I'm, I am I'd like the people in it I like being with those people and watching yeah. their adventures so I'm, I'm willing to let them sort of roll with it um, so I enjoy season four season one and two um, season one I thought was great season two I thought was Okay, season three I thought ended very strong. So I brought yeah. in some really good stuff. Season four I think in a real solid, solid, solid season. Um, they put they can kind of find they can kind of find good pairings with the, yeah. the, all the groups to put people who work well together together. Um, there's maybe four stories I would say. Two of them are great. One of them was okay. Another was a bit of a dud. But you know, seventy five percent of it is you know, pretty solid stuff. I'm quite happy to keep watching. Um and I'm intrigued to see what they do in season five. Um, is it
1: gonna be is it gonna be that will be the last five? season, but it's
0: it... not due out to twenty twenty four. So we've got a good eighteen months yep. to wait for it. So it's good. I guess it's confidence,
1: but do you know what I mean? they're still going to have that audience waiting for it in two years' time because that's, that's a big, big fucking wait You know, it's a big
0: weight. They have said yeah. this will be the last season. The season five yeah. that will be it finishing. I'll make most of the cast at that point I've almost aged out of what it is, and they're kind of, you know, they get to the point where it's like, what do you really do at that point in time? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so but I really enjoyed that. We're watching Miss Marvel finish season episode five of that, I think it was. So it's one episode to go. <sighs> Still excellent. Still really enjoying it. Yeah. A lot of charm to it. Touches on some really big issues that you really don't expect. You don't normally see um, in a, a, a Disney or a an a MCU show. Um, maybe not the most comfortable viewing for British audiences um, based on what it's showing. Um, but definitely a very enjoyable show. And she still continues to be, you know, something of absolute charm when it comes to the, the character. Yeah,
1: hey, you seem very, very taken by 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 this this young actress. So I'm, yes. I'm going to. Going Seems to start wonderful. watching it, um, I'm hoping to maybe start on it possibly next week at some point, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll catch, I'll catch up with you soon. I, all very, all,
0: I think the longest episode is like 45 minutes in the morning, the rest are like half an hour. Um, I'm got it so much, i never actually read the, the, the relaunch of Miss Marvel, but I have bought the um, the Miss Marvel relaunch um, that sort of brought this character to this version of the character that sort of, re, like, sort of became the one that people are going kind to of gravitate towards, so I've got that coming to me in the next couple of days. So I'm going to sit and read that and see how it compares and see what the adaptation is like. Well there will we some films that we've we'll seen individually, we've we'll not seen we haven't we both haven't seen. So you I will start with one that's on Paramount Plus, which is a Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Have you
1: seen so, this film? Des- no, I'm death I'm I'm a massive, massive Beavis and boots. We spoke about this last week. Huge Beavis and head fan. Um, and I'm <laughs> desperate to see, but I don't have Paramount Plus. Okay. So, so no. No, I've damn- not seen this. So
0: this is directed by John Rice, who directed the, way- the wonderful Angry Birds 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alberto Caleros, who directed Disenchantment, some episode of that's on Netflix. Mm. Um, so as I said, it's on Paramount Plus, um, straight to there, so that's the new streaming service, and I, I don't know if this is going to necessarily bring the people in, but this is one of the sort of flagship things they, they put on it, that plus I think Halo is another the thing they put on it. Sort of a very own-
1: specific audience to target be by head, isn't it? It is like within a certain, you know, from the 90s to the 90s out with that. You're, no one knows who the will be head are. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the plot of this one, it's very simple. Be- Beavis and Butthead, basically. Some, by, they, they, they do some stuff wrong, They bad. They get in front of a judge, and the judge decides, rather than put them in jail, he decides to the Kennedy Space Centre in order to sort of learn from their error of their ways. And while they're there, they become... For reasons that are explained in the film, very proficient at a certain task and um, to do with the docking of a space station. And um, when they go up to space to try and do this, things all go all right, and they get flung into sort of a multiverse, where they're sort of thrown through that, and they have to they have to find their way back home, and, and that's a essentially- batshakes crazy. Yes, it is, so it is a bit batshakes They've
1: dragged them in there now as well,
0: obviously. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bring them to our time as well, because it starts off in the sort of the 90s, essentially, um, because they've so they no idea what an iPhone or anything like that kind of shit is.
1: Do they, do they age as characters, or are they still beaves No, you
0: start off at a time and they're still... The people they are in the 90s, so then they get thrown yeah. forward in time, so they're still the right, 90s. Right, so they're still them, but
1: now, oh God, that's right. a recipe for madness, okay. So
0: you've got, and if you've got Mike Judge again playing, I think he plays Deavis and or Butthead, you get Gary Cole, Chi McBride, Andrea Savage and Matt Faxon, uh, they all pop up in voice roles. Um, I was never a huge Beavis and Butthead fan, I think I was a bit too young to get it, like I said, yeah. like I said last week, Celebrity Deathmatch was the thing that sort of really mm. got got me um, with the MTV. Um, but I enjoyed this more than expected. Um, it's, it's, it's got some laughs, it got some giggles. Um, it, it got me a few times. And it's also got a wee bit more heart than I actually expected to. It's actually got a wee bit more of a, a through line and a bit more of a story, in fact, than, than what mm-hmm. I maybe expected from it. Um, mm-hmm. Plot is completely stupid and gets more ridiculous, <laughs> but it, is, it seems to know that and it doesn't seem to yeah. try and sort of pretend that there's anything other than that. Um, So to laugh consistently, um, I think it will please fans of the show, like yourself, who remember Beavis and Butterhead from back in the day, um, and they will enjoy it. But um, not much more than that. I think the feelings are that it does feel a little bit old. You know, it feels like, who's who's this for? And there's like sort of, there's animation now done in a similar style and similar sort of like Tackling similar issues this just does it better. Like Rick and Morty does this better. You know, South Park yeah. does this better. You know, even yeah. sort of stuff like Bob's Burgers does this better. And there's sort of, there's not the saying but buttheads bad for it, but it's sort of, it laid a tread that allowed yeah. other things to use to, it. To,
1: to supersede it. And, and yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah what
0: yeah. has come after it is better than it. And it's it's like, it's when, it's when, it's when you hear early punk bands, you go, right, they're okay, but I like what that became. Yeah.
1: You know, like I don't really like
0: the sex pistols, but I do get they're important.
1: Yeah, but you love Green
0: Day. But I like for well, example. I like Ellie yeah. Green Day. Let's let's not use yeah. Green Day as an example, you know. I like the Ramones. Well, nice. okay. Let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay, right. Something even <laughs> late um,
1: Green Day. Andy uh had mentioned that he because he's like me, he's a massive fan of his but he said he'd watched it. Um what he commented on. Um the only thing it really meant to me it was like you can tell that Mike Judge is older now. Yes. The voices for Beavis and had sound. Not Sound quite. older, and it yeah, does
0: yeah. feel like an old man writing for young people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. A, a, there's a few things, like, for example, we, we love him, we adore him, but Kevin Smith recently, some of his films, has felt like an older man writing for a younger audience. Yeah, But he's not yeah. tuned into that generation anymore, so he's, it comes across as an old man writing for that audience. Yeah, yeah, you know it, it's recycled, so like, and that's. Um, yeah. kids yeah. don't talk like that anymore. know, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. So that kind of thing. So yeah, but well, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. To be honest, I do hope I do hope they do a celebrity Deathmatch movie, and I'd much rather watch that. Just, to, they can, just to, how
1: they can? There's no plot to celebrity Deathmatch match that's
0: wrestling. I'm it's not caring. Brilliant. Celebrity, <laughs> I, just, I just don't care. Just bring me that, bring me that. That's what I want. <laughs> um, but I'll give this a very solid six out of ten. Cool.
1: I'm excited to do it. I'm going to try and, um, I, I've been given inside information that there's a 30 day free trial you can get. Yes, for <laughs> yes. um, I think I've got access to the app on one of my TVs, um, um, so I'm going to try and get it next week and binge the hell out of Halo and I'll watch beef. I've been intrigued on. to know
0: how much it costs to have because, um, I, think I, I get it through my sky. I think it's five or six a month. Whatever. It's a lot of money for not a lot of content on it yet. Because I was discussing a few off mate, there's a lot of content missing from it in the sense of like Paramount's got a very long history of movies. And there's a lot of stuff that they've sort of like, for example, they've got like of a series. Sometimes they have like like four films out of the seven. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, like is, why not have yeah. all
0: of them on it? You know, that
1: kind
0: of thing. I can think maybe it's licensing
1: and stuff like that, possibly, but then but... I mean, I guess it'll take time. Remember when, when Disney Plus first came out, it was limited to Star Wars, um, it's and, and, Star Wars and, with and, and yes. Simpsons, that and yeah. then, then they brought in Star like six or seven months down the line, so it will take time. But part of it, I mean, they must have a massive library they can draw it to tap oh, into. Do you know what I mean? It was one, one of the original to... studios, they've been around
0: since yeah. 19, so, 1911 or something like that, yeah, I mean. so a long, long history.
1: Loads of stuff there. I think the problem is as well with all these streamings is there's so many now that you know you can't spend money on them all, you know, especially in the current kind of Aye. cost of living crisis. Um, you know, like Netflix, Paramount, Disney, Sky, do you know what Apple, mean, Apple. Shut um, up if you want to
0: go for the horror. Yeah,
1: do you know what I mean, Hulu stuff like that. There's so yeah. so many. You know, you you could rack up a small fortune in, in this stuff, and you do have to. You do have to be selective, I think. Um,
0: I think the problem is, we well, always like sort of because of so many that basically you can pick and choose what you want to see. Whereas mm. back in the day, everyone watched the same TV show because it's always on TV. There's shows out there that are apparently brilliant that we've never even considered watching. Like, for example, oh, there's yeah, one yeah. for All Mankind that's on Apple Plus. I've heard nothing but great reviews for it. It's all about the sort of the space program trying to get to Mars and stuff like that. They mm. like had dramatization of that. Apparently brilliant, but I've never had any, I didn't even notice there until recently. probably three seasons
1: in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a real big part problem is Netflix seem to because they were one of the first ones. They've Mm. got a mass audience and people are just. It's, it's, it's easy, almost it's like condi- condition to make do, I've got Netflix, okay do you right. know what I mean, rather than I'll, always,
0: know, find I, so, I'll always find it, something on Netflix to watch Doesn't It's that fear, uh,
1: I'll cancel Netflix and take out something else There's a fear of doing that, but then I'll miss out Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think
0: that's that, that's partly what it is as well yeah. I think Netflix is one that everyone has I think Amazon's getting to that point Everyone wants the, the next year delivery stuff So you basically get that for free with it so yeah. Amazon's sort of on that level now, Like not everyone has Disney quite yet, not everyone yeah. has Paramount or Apple Plus, but yeah. Netflix and Amazon's getting it, but Netflix seems to be the one everyone everyone's sort of, if you, if you don't have that, you would be missing out on sort of the general chat. And,
1: and you're not, because it's shite. You know, uh, you're not, for... you're,
0: there's nothing on it of
1: interest, apart from three things, There's the only thing I watch on it. There's a handful of grapes and amongst a, a whole lot of sour berries, do you
0: know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's
1: exactly
0: what Netflix is, yeah, yeah it's just this sphere of. You know, I need to have it. It's a, well, you think, it, first what mm-hmm. months of the pandemic, if you didn't have Netflix, you weren't watching Tiger King, you're missing out on something entirely. You know, yeah. and you watch it and you go, that is horrendous shit, TV. It's trash, yeah. Pure That's trash. trash. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. It gripped a it gripped fucking nation because it's it like really was month.
1: locked in the house because you yeah. couldn't do anything else but watch it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if I had any sense, I did. Uh, I'd kind of do the same I'd cancel it And you know Get something that, That's going to appeal To me more Which with Paramount Would probably appeal more you know I, mean?
0: I would If I'm going to ditch Any of them It'll be ditching Netflix I think yeah. Yeah, them. I think that's what I would definitely but again, but, but, I'm not going Because it's on my sky exactly. Bill I don't really notice
1: <laughs> Yeah, but you won't again because there is that you know. But but what if do you know yeah. what I mean? something pops up and I
0: might want to see it and it's like the, the fuckers have got us, man. I've got they have got us, got us, yeah, got us, got yeah, yeah. us. Um, but what have you? What you went and see that movie at cinema? I didn't go and see. You went and seen Minions: oh, The Rise of I went,
1: Gru. I went to see Minions: The Rise of Gru. Yeah, uh, me, me and my forty year old brother went to see it. So, were you I mean, in a suit
0: and tie?
1: Um, no, no, I wasn't in a suit and, no, tie. Not in a suit and I, tie. No, no suit and tie. I just uh, civilian clothing. Um, but it was. <laughs> Was quite weird because uh, the, the audience was predominantly six children. to ten year old children <laughs> yes. with their, their mums or dads, and then me and my brother looking like a pair of hairy fucking child doctors. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, so, I never I've got yeah. I like know. So insist that Jill goes with me, these kids' films, but at least then people go, there's a couple of them. He's with, a, he's with a woman, he's with his wife. Clearly, he's not going to try and abuse my child. So <laughs> yeah, he gets it by himself. And he's like, he what the fuck are you doing here? I like the Addams Family.
1: That's what to watch the Addams Family. Family. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, I yeah. like kids. I can watch kids films as well, Okay, leave me <laughs> alone. Um, Min- Minions, exactly what you would expect for. I mean, the Minions are the most adorable creations um, mm. of the last, I don't know, 20 years possibly. Um, yes, they're, they're just chaotic mad silly wee creatures that babble all of their nonsense and and you know do a lot of slapstick that that yeah. sums up the minions and and this film is just more of that um a bust the, of the, the, with bananas yeah 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 pretty much the, there is you know like the the, the the kind of threads of a story there yes. mean about kind of young grew and and how you know they kind of i suppose he wants has, to join the sense of sex essentially yeah 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 the, the, the kind of you know, the most notorious supervillains and, and the kind of additions for them and it all kind of goes wrong and the minions have to help them basically fix it and put it back on track again. So that, right. in a nutshell, that's the story. Um, Some of the animation in this was absolutely beautiful. Um, Not not all of it, there, there was just certain parts animation that, that were just like eye candy, you know, they were yes. so, so well done and it was just so luscious and detailed and... and Almost realistic, and um, so some of that w- w- was phenomenal. Um, the minions themselves—there's um, th- thousands of minions, so you know it tends to focus on three or four minions. Um, so this is what this one does: it takes a free Kevin, Bob, and can't remember the other one's name. The uh, possibly, and then it throws in auto link as this time. Right. So there's that fourth one as well. So that's your four central minions. What the mm. adventure is, um, and then our speeds where, where you know kind of grows you know, predicament as well. Mm. Um, lots of lots of chuckles, a few genuine laughs as well, and overall
0: just a fun fun film. It makes you if, if you want to see a film for ninety minutes, it makes you chuckle and it gives you at least a couple of laughs. Yeah, it it's
1: is. worth That's
0: it's, it. it's worth your time. It's, it's, it's it might not be a ten out of ten film, but it's like you know what that for what it was promising, it gave me what I wanted. Yeah, what I do feel though is I think
1: it's time to maybe stop making movies and maybe give them a TV show possibly. It, you know, like it uh, does
0: seem prime for, like, say, like an animation series, maybe, like, sort of 10, 15 yeah. minute episodes. Exactly, just you know, give them a wee
1: chunk a wee daft adventure every week they get up to some silly nonsense fall about, and you know, I'd be happy watching that as
0: well. It's just as happy as watching a movie. Why you know. would they, they do one of these movies every four or five years and make a billion pounds out, billion, billion dollars of it? So why would they bother to like change it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh oh, that, so I'm not it's not really spoilers, but um the the, the Sinister Six, um mm. uh, the 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 characters somewhere over for over, uh, there's there's one called Nunchuck. Um who a nun with nunchucks. Nice. I mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> with, with also well wordplay like that who wouldn't want you involved.
1: She is brilliant. You know, she kind of floats about will playing and stuff like that. And it's just <laughs> really, really funny. Uh Jean Claude um, has a lobster claw and he's voiced by Jean Claude. Claude Van Damme you ever heard this, yes. Yeah, which it doesn't say a lot in it, but it's just kind of you know, for us like kind of oldies, it's like clever, you know, 80s and 80s action heroes. You know, it's a proper oh, that's sweet. Um, which his face is also in there as well? Dolph Lundgren, um, yes. he's, he's also in there as well. Um, Adam Harkin's in there as well, who, who's brilliant, and um, it's just the, the
0: cast is, is really good. Kind of you know who plays Nunchuck, by the way, of interest? Just oh, shit, who
1: was it? No, I, I found it All day and I've forgotten already. Uh,
0: is Warrior
1: Princess, herself? Yes, Lucy Lawless that plays, yes. plays again. She doesn't say a lot, I mean, a couple of lines in it, there, yeah. yes. There's, there's only one member of Six that speaks a lot, the others are just like very much in the background characters. Yeah. Uh, but but they're, they're really, really funny, well-thought-out characters and designs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If Marvel had this this level of imagination and had the balls to do stuff like this, what a different, what a different universe it would be, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely worth going to see. Uh, I gave it um, a 7 out of 10, because um, it was just... <laughs> Pure fun, Jim. pure,
0: pure fun. That's all you
1: want. Fun, yeah, yeah. And can't imagine, but, like, you're in a cinema with young kids. Imagine the kids loved it as well. Yeah, giggling away at all the right bits and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that kind of helps as well. Um, but yeah, everything you want and expect, you know, from, from that kind of movie. It just after a day's work, you want to go watch it, and it just sweeps your day away. And you come out, and you know, you just like you kind of chucking on away and. You go home and you forget about it, and that's that, and that's exactly what it needs to do. And but there's that text. I, I
0: don't know why, but I, I do a weird affinity for the minions. I don't know what it is, but it, it seems like it shouldn't be something you enjoy. Because it feels like it seems so childish. It seems so silly.
1: Yeah,
0: and it seems so one note. But they are, it is, it is they're adorable.
1: Charming. They're, they're yeah. just mean They're just like we yellow maniacs. So I mean, yes. They are just just fucking get up to the maddest stuff and. Obviously, you know, they've given a lot of care and thought and love as to the predicaments to put them in and how they yeah. feel, with I there's a lot of thought in there. It's just, it's just wonderful. They're just, just little yellow maniacs that make you laugh. It's it does feel hair.
0: almost like it has got that Animaniacs energy to it. Like, it's not a Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon uh, energy, yeah. that kind of thing, which we obviously grew up watching. So maybe that's why we have repealed stuff. It's just got that complete, like, madcap, just you don't really know what's going to happen Yeah, to just, it. It's very, really, very really funny you're
1: zany is is zany. The, the, the zany. Zany. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, definitely go and see it, sir. Um, don't don't be ashamed. You know, I've been no, we'll going and
0: see it. We will going and see it. There's don't, not much out be, next week so to discuss. We will go and see it. Don't be scared of being the oldest kid in the room. That's okay. <laughs> I I am very often <laughs> the oldest kid in the room, and I have no <laughs> issue with that. Um, but I've always always said that um, animation is not uh, animation is not a genre; it's a medium. So there's, there's a yeah. reason why these films are made in animation because you probably could you couldn't do it live action. So, uh, the animation is not necessarily always for kids. You know, this is for kids, but I feel it's something adults can still enjoy.
1: But when you do go and see, uh, as I say, some of the animation, um, in particular, I'll say, I'll just, it's not as fun, motorcycle dudes, right? Yeah. Look at the animation, dude. And it's just like, wow, man. It's just like watching honey running down a tree. Ah, they're amazing. They they
0: are, I mean, they don't put, no money into these films they do make them yeah. look fantastic and there's nothing yeah. dissimilar to them when you watch like say you know the Studio Ghibli stuff you know it's mm. it's, it's, it's it's the same level of love it's a different type of love a different, a different yeah. style of animation but there's yeah. there's no less amount of love put into these films and oh, yeah. time and effort and you know people are sitting there you know doing late nights and you Know missing events and family time to do these films, so they're not just doing it purely just you know slapdash, they are putting time yeah. and effort into
1: these. Things. Uh, you, you see it, you do see it, so so you go see it, you will enjoy it eventually. And I think you're a good lady, but we'll enjoy it. Oh, no, she, Dou- she doubly, yeah, yeah. So it's a real, real fun film to watch. You, you'll get a
0: big kick out of it, yeah. I shall look forward to it. So the sub film of the night. Oh second film of the night, third film of the night we're going to talk about, um, It's one that you've seen, I've now seen, it's been out for a little while, but happily yeah, it's still yeah. out in the cinema, yep. um, and happily it's doing business, which is lovely to hear about, you know, it's doing really good business apparently, um, yeah. and that is The Black Phone, um, directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange, the the first one, and um, mm-hmm. also Deliver It's from Evil, which I found a very creepy fucking horror film as a very lapsed Catholic. Um, sinister and the exorcism of Emily Rose for similar reasons. Um, obviously, this is what the film you would come off of, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness for, and this is the film he's done instead, which, based on what I've seen of this film, we've made a very, very strong choice in what he's done
1: think, you? Yeah, on paper you think, what are you doing, you silly man? And then when you see the film, you're like, no, get it. Complete yeah. respect for for making that choice. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so the plot of this film is based on a Joe Hill short story. Joe Hill is an a writer we are both big fans of. He is Stephen mm. King's son and writes very much like his old man, and that he's very good at it. Yeah. Um yeah. So this is. Um, there's a. It's set in the 1970s. There's a. A small, a young boy who's sort of quite an abusive life. You know, his father abused him. Yeah. He's bullied at school. He's got quite a yeah. tough life. He, him and his sister are very, very good friends. Um, yeah. In these town, there's sort of there's a black van going around and basically kidnapping children. And um, the kids all call him the Grabber. Um, and then one day, he becomes the victim of said Grabber. grabber yeah. Yep. And he's in it's basically a basement room. Um, and on the in the room, all there is is a bed and there's a phone in the wall. The black yeah. phone of the title. Yeah. Um, and that phone continually rings. And um, when he answers it, it's basically the, the, the dead voices of the previous victims. Ab- abductees, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who are talking to They basically trying to advise him and help him on how to escape um, yeah. the, the, the grabber. um, And all to get yeah, vengeance. Yeah, not, not for, for not get vengeance for not only him, but also for them, basically. So they can sort of almost, almost rest in peace, I think, that idea. They, can, yeah, they, yeah, get, yeah. they found out they can rest in peace. Um, on top of that, you've obviously got his sister, who's sort of a little bit Touched by visions, gifted. gifted
1: yeah, yeah, gifted, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: She's looking. She's trying to find him as well. Um, that's a, that's sort of a, a secondary <laughs> plot in the film. Um, Very
1: straightforward film. plot. It's, it's a it's a lean lean plot. Which yeah. helps to film a lot, and um, oh, you know, definitely. it's not, it doesn't stuff it, you know, it's just
0: there, you know, the plot is exactly what you said in the mixer, yeah. that's it, yeah. So, and yeah. um, in the film, you've got Ethan Hawke, he plays the grabber, um, yes, yep, and um, not on screen a lot, actually, surprisingly, he's, he's, he's not, been a
1: not at all, um, but effectively done when he is, yes,
0: I mean, when he's on screen, he's not. Always Ethan Hawke. You can see him. He's been a mask for most of the time. In fact, yeah. all the time. I think you only see him what maybe one shot when he's not wearing the mask. One shot. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's um, um, briefly, Yeah,
0: yeah. Madeline McGraw plays a younger sister who I thought was excellent. Um, yeah. Mason Thomas was he plays the, the young boy who's grabbed. Um, Jeremy Davis plays the abusive father. Um, James Ransom plays a, a role. I'm not going to give who that role is because he's, he's in it briefly, but it's an important role. Yeah. And E. Roger Mitchell plays a cop who's investigating the, the crime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so as as a horror guru, Colin, what do you why you like this one or, or what did you uh, think of this one? I just I think
1: the problem with a lot of horrors now is they give you too much without being scary. Um yes. they rely entirely on jump scares yep. um, on. and they leave nothing to the imagination. Yeah. Whereas this does none of that. It's got one or Two notable jump scares, I would say. At yeah, most, I, at most, uh, very much yeah. at most, yeah. Um, I would say it's more a psychological thriller than a horror, as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. It I would say makes that as
1: well. you feel icky and horrible. You don't, mm. you you feel horrible after watching it, you feel like you know, fuck, he was a bad man. And I say that there's nothing particularly gory in it, it doesn't rely on gore, but there's barely really any blood in it. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? So it, it's relying purely on characters, your imagination, uh, and, and a claustrophobic setting. Yeah. And we've not had that for a long, long time. Mm. It's just a stripped back, you know, like I say, lean, tight, short, just to the point, grab you with the balls, horror, chiller. Mm. Um, and that's what I liked about it. I loved it for her. It was brilliant. I've not had yeah, that I, for a long, long time.
0: I loved it as well, because I loved the first, the fact, again, it's a problem. I've a lot of horror films recently, is they do not take any time in order to establish what a character is or what a character's mm. world is in order to make you actually sort of care for what's happening to them. And this goes to great pains. For this first half hour, it takes yeah. you know, time to set up the story. It sh- yeah. And also, was interesting, it's not showing the perfect suburban life, this little kid been grabbed out of the perfect family. He's living, yeah. in, a really, he's living in a shitty house and a shitty family. And it's sort of like, he's not getting grabbed out of that, you know, out of the perfect life. You know, mm. he, he's a kid who's sort of forged in Misery essentially, yeah. you know. So and, and that's sort of that's sort of, a that different take on it. Um I liked Ethan Hawker, I thought he was very creepy and terrifying. I thought the kids were excellent, particularly yeah, the, um, yeah. the the young girl. I thought she was brilliant. Yeah. she hits that kid with a rock, it was fucking phenomenal.
1: Horrible, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was
0: really and, good. The,
1: the, I mean, the, again there was a few humorous moments as well, but yeah. it wasn't a funny film. Do I you mean just that Everything was just the right amount of that yeah. particular thing just to keep it, just moving yeah. along. Do you know I mean, it, 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 I don't remember at any point thinking this film's laboured at all. You no, know I mean? it, it,
0: it's very, very lean. It, it brings mm. a lot, it does a lot without without bringing too much into it. I um, yeah. enjoy the character, the, the, the young boy who's a, the, the one who beats up the bullies. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. He, he had strong good, yeah. frog
0: boy energy from Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd strongly mm-hmm. answer that. Um, if I was given a negative, I would say the side story of the investigation into the the murders I felt was when it lacked a little bit. It felt like that was there to beef up the runtime a little bit, and it felt oh, like that lacked a little yeah, bit.
1: Maybe a wee tiny bit unnecessary, but didn't detract from the overall. Experience. No, it didn't
0: distract from a bit. That's um, just, I felt my, my 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 attention slightly waned when it was just on that story a yeah. little bit.
1: So the, the, the main thing, I, I guess, I want to talk about is, is the man himself, Ethan Hawke. Yes. So he's worked with the director before, because they have done Insidious before. So the, the director obviously knows who Ethan Hawke is, what he can do, and mm. knows how to use him. Ethan Hawke, when he's engaged, is a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah, up- I phenomenal actor. And I think actor. in this, that's what you get, is Ethan Hawke completely 100%, you, know, you know, invested mm. in the film that he's making. Um, the character, as you said, the characters in it for I'd say maybe ten minutes, possibly throughout the full film, um, mostly in mask. But and it it doesn't give you and what, what I've really enjoyed is that there's no background, there's no here's why you know he does that's this, that's and,
0: important as well. They don't need they don't actually set up any of that and that's something nothing that's at important. all. It's, it's just important. you don't have to got, show this guy had a shit he yeah. Life, and you was younger and stuff like that. And he's damaged and he abused. Just something's bad, fuckers are just bad. Yeah, he, he grabs kids. Why? I don't
1: fucking care. I he know. grabs kids. That's it. And what a character. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it, like I say, 10 minutes screen time, and that, that's stuck in your head. The, yeah. You know, he's become iconic through yeah. that, that 10, 15 minutes at most. Um, yeah. The masks were creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, Lorraine had commented when we watched it, like, the masks were so well made and fitted to him. Yeah. Um, really, you know, horrible mask. Um, that that one bit where the kids get up the stair and he's just sitting there doesn't ruin it for anyone else. Well. Creepy. Horrible. Terrifying. The sense of dread you get. Yeah. Is, you feel your heart, you know, pumping a bit faster and, you yeah. know, you're like kind of tensing up, you know, and it's just like, and again, it's just that mystery, do you know what I mean? Like, why is it like it? Who, who knows? Do you know what I mean, that's up to you. You fill in the blanks, and I like that shit. My fear is, though, is that they're going to end up doing...
0: My worry is when you get, if you're gonna get two or three sequels and one of the sequels will be why this guy is, it, why yeah. the, the, the origin story of the grabber and the point is, I do not care. Yeah, we don't I don't need either. to know the origin story. Nope. It's, it's like you have a Fred West character, you have, you know, all these people who are like, uh, you have a Ted Bundy. I don't need to know this. Evil fuckers are just evil fuckers. Yeah. And almost the world is, it's scary enough just having that and that is enough of a warning. Just have. It's, it's, it's kind of the thing I talked about with Star Wars with the Darth Vader thing. When I mean, you yeah. try to soften that character to make him look sort of sympathetic. No, sometimes an evil fucker is just an evil fucker and the world needs evil. Not everything is nuanced.
1: Yeah, yeah. Totally. You, know? you don't need to microanalyze every character. You? you just, yeah. yeah, he's just a bad person. Yeah, That's Freddy,
0: Freddy Krueger, he was just a bad bastard. Yeah, You know, Mike yeah. Myers as well, same idea. You Know, just yeah, guy in the
1: just, screen mask, you know, from yeah, just assholes, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I dug this film in a yeah. massive, massive, massive way. Um, again, a proper horror guru. I mean, I love my horror films so much, and I'm always looking forward to the next good horror. Mm. And this is probably maybe been the best one I've seen for over the past decade, maybe.
0: I would say, last decade, there's been, there's been other great horrors that maybe I've been more on board with than you have at times, but um, mm. it's, it's, it's an excellent horror. What yeah. um, would say it's not trying to be this new form of sort of elevated horror that we've, we're always hearing about. Yes, it it's very yeah. much it knows what it is, which I think is yeah. important. There's nothing wrong with elevated horror, there's something it's been great, it's great, sort of, mm. mm-hmm. you know. Elevated but horror. The night it? house stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, things like The Witch and things like It Follows, and you know, maybe you're next and things like that, you know, sort of elevated horror. This is very much it knows its place. And that's what I like about Derrickson. Derrickson, he seems to be a director who knows how to do horror um, and understands yeah, yeah. not to rely on the cheap tricks. You can do that. Yeah. You, you can get one. You can do one cheap trick, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you can't rely that, yeah, on that Yeah, that You're going to see to get that that
1: fright as well. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's no way that, to
0: deploy it. Don't deploy it when you think you're
1: going to deploy it. You know, and that's the thing. When it does do it, you know, it gets you and then he's like, cool, I've got you. I'm happy. You know, carry on. I've
0: got that one jump out. Some people know I'm going to get into your soul and then under your skin to yeah. you thinking of this for the next
1: month. Yeah, That's what it does. It just gets in there and gets yeah. you, you know, thinking about how much a bastard that character
0: is. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, no, I dug it as well. And the audience, I'm really happy to see Still getting an audience. And it's an audience when I saw and who, did, who generally were very. There's nothing that. Because I've always had a problem watching horror from a crowd because it, it's a crowd that sort of doesn't know how to react to horror a lot of the time. We've had this before people talk yeah. through it or they laugh through or they, yeah. sort of, they don't know how to deal with it.
1: They're covering up their tension. Yes. That's yeah. what it
0: is. But it comes to me, it gets distracting. This was a horror film where people genuinely feel we're very, you can feel the tension in the room throughout it, which I think is yeah. important, you know, and from the very, almost from the very first uh, moment of the film, you feel that, like, you always know something bad is going to happen to somebody on screen. Um Yeah, yeah. But, oh,
1: also, I'd mentioned last, when we first spoke about it, the music. um Excellent. Just even that opening kind of soundtrack, jarred me, I was like, fuck, what is this
0: yeah, wow. He done a bit. Of, he done, he made, he done a bit of a Richard Linklater thing where he gives you a kind of feel of the '70s that's mm. probably alien, but what well, should be. It, we we don't know what the '70s America felt like, but that mm. felt comfortable to us. You know, it had uh-huh. the days of confused soundtrack, they're playing baseball or drinking beer. It's a world that we've been conditioned to understand based on the yeah. we over the past, what you know, thirty odd years of watching movies. We yeah. recognise this world, so you get that. Element of it um, yeah. and it deploys it well at the start because you know you're watching a horror film, you know this jaunty tune at the start isn't going to be the tone of the film, so it's so like that's yeah. what makes it that's what really hits at home. But it gets you a set of time and place. I thought, because it's set in Denver in the 70s, this when Bundy was about and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's a, yeah. it's a city that's in a bad place, and I thought that element yeah, really cool like to it as yeah, well, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I think I gave this an
0: eight out of ten, I believe I did. Um, what
1: would your score be, sir?
0: Seven and a half. Just the um, like I said, this the, the the investigation stuff with the 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 the, the cop sort yeah. of that took away from a little bit. Felt a little bit. It never really Ta- explained. Tagged on
1: almost at times heavy-handed. Maybe
0: yeah. and also like I, I don't think yeah. the cop would believe a young girlhood visions type thing. It felt a bit sort of out of yeah. place. I've mean, yeah. always been happy if it'd been the sort of a young girl just by herself. Maybe you know sort of or with, with a friend. So investigating.
1: Jessica Drew style off she of, the yeah. adventure.
0: yeah, yeah. No, again, yeah, that, it's a good point. Cannot fault yeah.
1: it. Brilliant film, very, very good. Yeah, and
0: it's still, I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. next week. So glad well, you've well.
1: seen it. Well done, you. Yes, well done. I very much
0: enjoyed it. I <laughs> much enjoyed it. I was, I was going to look forward to it. because I'm a huge fan of Joel Hill, so I was really excited yeah. to see it. Um, on to that, the last film of the week, the one that's just out today, we both saw it today, um, hmm. and that is a small indie release that needs all the help it can get, <laughs> um, which is Thor, Love and Thunder, the 20th and the NC. Oh, yeah. MC- 29th, I want to say. 29th in the MCU. Yeah. Um, hmm. This one is directed by Taika Waititi, returning to the, the Thor universe after directing Ragnarok, but also well-known for What We Do in the Shadows, probably one of the best comedies of the past like 20 years. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit as well, which was a, a wonderful film, and Hunt for a Lot of People, which is a film we both, I think, pretty much adored. Loved, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we, yeah. we are big fans of Taika, and we will pretty much go anywhere Taika goes. I so, think, is a, is so, so
1: far, we're fans of superheroes. We're yes. fans of... MCU or find of tiger, it's all lining up good.
0: I'll line up so in this one, we've got the proverbial god of thunder. It started filming them through a bit of a crisis, sort of come to terms with the fact he's sort of, of who he is, um, and he's getting back into shape after being fat Thor, <sighs> the dad bod Thor, I believe they call him. And um, essentially, but what happens is there's a gore, the god butcher, is um, going about killing gods, um, and he comes to Asgard, kidnaps all the children, and yeah. Thor has to go and rescue him, ably assisted by his queen or king, sorry, which is um, Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie, yeah. Yeah. and also coming up rather surprisingly to him is Jane Foster, who is now the magnificent Thor,
1: Lady Thor, yeah,
0: Lady Thor, if you wish, if you will, yeah, yeah. or oh, the Mighty Thor, I think she called herself, the Mighty Thor, so, yeah, um, and they have to go on an adventure to try and get the kids back and. Save the world or save the kids. Yeah. That's basically it. Um, yeah. so in the film you've got Chris Hemsworth playing Thor again, Natalie Pullman playing Jane Foster, Stroke Lady Thor, and Christian Bale plays the God Butcher. Um, just, can you imagine like, think of the energy Christian Bale gives off, right? Mm. Think of the energy Taika gives off. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued to know what that set was like them two talking. I just I don't think they're two guys like I, I get why Bale and Nolan would work. Yeah. They both seem very intense. Yeah, I feel Bale and Tiger. It. it seems a, it seems an odd pairing, oh, doesn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> some of the conversation would have been had, you know him bouncing off walls and Bale just, just staring at him, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: Tiger, yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who knows? Bale, that's a really fun guy. Yeah, who knows? We don't know well, well. um, this. Also, Castle tell you different, but that's yeah, a different, um, so you Tessa Thompson um, uh, is in yeah. it as well, and also Russell Crowe playing Zeus. EP pops up in it as well. Um, you go first. It, I'll, I'll start with the positive stuff of it. Okay. So it's I thought it was it was mostly fun. Um, I <laughs> like the fact that it doesn't t- log it like sort of tie it bog itself down with the whole multiverse tying into the other Marvel films too much. It's got the stuff there that makes it sort of tie into it, but it doesn't spend the whole film trying to set up the next movie. So I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, it is very st- you you could watch this without any prior four films. Yeah, Ragnarok's much the same and, as well. You can watch that and, almost yeah, in Yeah, you're, you're not
0: going to lose out on anything and you're going to fully understand what's happening Always yeah, which, yeah. which sometimes, I've, I've had a problem with recent Marvel films like Doctor Strange and I was on The family one before that, but when it feels like they're so intent on setting up the next thing mm. that they forget to tell your film in the film they are watching. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I, I think Eternals suffer from that a little bit as well. It's trying to set up too much stuff and things like that. Yeah. So, I appreciate now and again just a film that sort of, well not, I appreciate a film generally that just is confident what it's doing and at least tell me the story that it's trying to tell. So I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. I I thought it took some interesting bold swings because like one of the things about the Thor movies that um, sort of, particularly the the Ragnarok film, is sort of the bold colour, the sort of very brightness of it, sort of very almost, you know, sort of psychedelic, you know, it looks like a, a 70s album cover. And there's a big chunk of this film with the bleach to cut out. It's basically a black and white, almost like noir film, which I thought was an interesting choice for what you're you're expecting. Um, There is problems with that, and the tone of this film swings so fucking wild um, that it becomes a wee bit hard, a bit very, very disjointed, which I was willing to give it at first. At first, I thought the film was going to... It it starts out when you see in the trailer where it's... um, What's the big rock guy called again? Uh, Korg. Korg is telling a story, right? Yeah. So I thought the whole film was from the premise of him telling a story. Yeah. At which point, the weird dialogue and the stilted dialogue and the bad acting dialogue makes sense. Made sense because he's telling a story. Yeah. But as if it, under, it went on, it's like he's not telling a story. He's in it first person. He's not telling. It's sort of just, it's happening as you're watching it. So yeah. the narrative structure didn't make sense in that respect. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: No, I get you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So the first hour particularly felt quite disjointed in that respect. It felt like it moved a lot of places very quickly, in yeah. order to sort of like try and tell and try and throw as much stuff in as possible. Um. The second hour, sort of, it gets a conclusion quite quickly. But I, I was never really sure of why it got there so quickly. What the purpose... I thought that the last act was
1: messy. It mm. felt rushed, and that they ran out of steam. Very much so. That, yeah, and yeah. you know, it was like kind of you're just struggling to get to you know your conclusion yeah. here. You, you know what it is. You can see what it has to be, but you know you're really kind of pushing envelopes to get there. I, um, I feel like
0: Taika had seen almost like seen comic book covers and just sort of try mm. and put this together, but not really have a story there. Yeah, um, so it it. There's moments of real funness, like the stuff with the goats is really stupid and fun. Actually hilarious. Yes, they, every
1: t- Do you know what? It was so overdone, but yeah. every time it still got you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was if you're like, they kept doing it over and over. you like, you know? It's still. Fun. Why is this still, fucking still funny? funny? It's a
0: minion thing. It's still so ridiculously so <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, I Thought Russell Crowe was enjoyable what is this, yeah, this he was, um, I loved
1: his accent. I think the, the Guardian had panned it saying, Oh, we, we didn't understand what
0: accent he was doing. Like, he's doing. Like, he's doing Greek, Greek? Greek? Is it Greek accent. it's very obvious that he's done a very good Greek accent, I yeah. thought, as well. Um, was it was better growing. him doing Greek than who was it? it? Was um Antonio Banderas playing Greek in a film we saw recently, The Hitman's oh, Bodyguard? Yeah, Why? yeah he That's, put Greek in that, yeah, so
1: yeah,
0: like, it, anyway. yeah, Um, but it doesn't. Quite ha- and the Tiger stuff is there and it's love. I and mean, when it's there it's brilliant, but it mm. doesn't quite have the punch and the fun and the general impact to me of Ragnarok. I thought Ragnarok was a farce. Ragnarok probably yeah. one of my favourite of the of the yeah. Marvel universe so far. Yeah, it This was so a, you- a pale comparison to that.
1: So let me step in. You've opened the door here. Um so me and Lorraine have just seen this like probably the same issue like two hours ago, and um, three yeah. years ago. Um the exact same problems as you is I think if this was the first standalone four film you'd seen. Mm. It would be amazing, but Ragnarok has set an it expectation, and that is the problem. It hasn't kind of lived up to Ragnarok, um, and for me, that's kind of made it a, a kind of you know second level Marvel film. I think. but it's lying for me. The, the, there
0: is some good stuff, like the, the yeah. Bales a
1: Bale's a very creepy villain in it. He's yeah, well I was gonna I was going kinda of move on to that as well at one point. Yeah, his performance he comes across as all kinds of crazy, creepy, horrible and the shadow monsters are very well, done. I very yeah. creepy as
0: well.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but you know. no bills Bale, Bales it was just horrible in it. You know, he he what it was I'd say his villain was more horrifying than anything that was in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously that, that this is what they were going for and they missed it badly whereas yeah. he just came in with us this, this character and just creeped creeped it out, you know I mean probably mm. Um creeped it the fuck out mm. <laughs> big way. Um uh standout for me, I thought oddly enough, Tessa Thompson. I
0: thought I thought, you know, like I thought she was excellent. I thought she really she, held, she
1: held her on, yeah. She had some funny lines in it. You know I mean good, strong character as well. Um she she was Maybe my standout. Um, I, wanted, I wanted more of her. And I felt like the yeah. bit shame
0: that they basically, not to spoil it, but the, the third act, she's essentially, she's, eventually, she's not in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a bit of a yeah. shame. Yeah, Side, sidelined. Um, Hemsworth obviously loves playing the character. You can tell he puts everything he's got into it. And yeah. it is, like, I, we've said this, uh, Hemsworth, my haters, but. He is for, do you know what I mean? That's his, his niche, is, is that, or now and again, he'll branch out and do it like to Ghostbusters, but other than that, he's not good. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah, he and you've saw, and you totally saw it in
0: this, he's up against good actors. See, when he goes mm-hmm. go, totally, totally Russell Crowe, and you go, Russell Crowe could chew this in the scenario right around oh, you, and yeah. you would not be cool. Uh, same with Bale as well. You go, Bale would, and have, like, basically an acting one-on-one, Bale can going rip you apart. And even, like honestly, Natalie Portman is the same... And so is Tessa yeah. Thompson. They're all yeah. better actors and have more ability to sort of own the scene than he does. All he's mm. really got is the look, the muscle, and he's sort of got the charm, but the charm yeah. only gets him so far. And when yeah. it comes to sort of a like, genuine motive moments, yeah. it comes across really sort of one-sided because you go, like, I'm believing Natalie Portman, but I'm not believing what he's doing.
1: Yeah. I think I think the thing that saves him in the four movies is his commitment to that character. Oh, yeah, um, I'm not you know, questioning, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, for me, it, it did feel um you know kind of level two. My vote definitely wasn't top tier stuff. Um, and you know the same as you, I, I adore Ragnarok. I love Taika so much. Um, so I went in with massive, and it's maybe yeah. my fault for getting in with Possibly, such yeah. high expectations. And I've kind of come still. And I'm saying this, and so are you. But I still enjoyed it.
0: Um, I still enjoyed. It. Yeah,
1: it's still a lot of stuff I liked in it. Yeah, lots of the chuckles. Like at one side of me, there was two pensters who were chuckling away, and the other side, of Lorraine, there was two fanboys who were just like pure loving every moment of it.
0: Yeah,
1: do you know what I mean? And you know, the the, the audience, you could tell, enjoyed it, and I enjoyed mm. it as well. I laughed. Do you know what I mean? At all the right bits, but yeah, it, it it wasn't Ragnarok. I think is the fairest comment I can give it. Yeah, um, I think,
0: you know, and I feel like it's, a, it's, he's a victim of his own success. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're trying to go for the same feelings. Of Ragnarok because there's a spike. Yeah. There is a there is a moment which I'll talk to you off camera about that I liked a lot. I thought was a real moment. They did get me punched in there a little bit. But they're doing like needle drops, like they're trying to capture that moment like in the Ragnarok when the when Zeppelin hits. Yeah. And they're using Guns N' Roses yes. quite a lot in this film And it doesn't quite have the same impact Which I didn't
1: get um, It felt like they were shoehorning in an 80s vibe For a film that's set in Now? Would be 20, 20, no, 2025 now I think it Aye, so it's so ahead now So it's like, yeah. what, like, where'd this vibe come from? They're shoehorning it in, do you know, even to the point of Where like, the kids have got Guns N' Roses posters on their wall And you're like, yeah. no, that, that, no that, do you know, we get, I get used to it, the soundtrack, that's fine But don't try and make it an 80s film Do, do you know what I mean?
0: And also, was
1: it weird. wasn't... Didn't we have any sort of the 80s movie vibe to it at all? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think it I, was... It's like, you, could went flash golden, was it? you could have went full yeah, Flash Gordon with yeah, it. You Flash Yeah, it's based on, like, 80s kind of action and 80s kind of sword and sandal films. Mm. But yeah, it didn't quite land there. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, yeah, still still fun. Um, and, it's, again, much like um, we always say with Pixar, even a bad is a good film. Um, do you know what I mean? And I think Marvel's the same. I, I mean, but... Four Two, you know, it is you know, probably the worst Marvel film, but I'll still enjoy it whenever I watch it. Do you know what I mean? And th- this is much the same. Um it's not old Marvel's statement with Iron
0: Man 2 exists, or so that's all I'm saying.
1: I just that. Um but yeah, it, it's not a bad film, but it's not the best Marvel film. That that's where I'd label it. Yeah, it. I
0: think I think I'm with you, it's, it's, I would say yeah. Victim of its own success with Ragnarok. You know, Ragnarok yeah. is so good and so like I know people who don't like Ragnarok's almost a bit like the sort of, like the Wrath of Khan of like the Star Wars universe, the, the, the MCU, where yeah, it's like, yeah. if you don't like these films, Ragnarok will have something you'll enjoy. And yeah. I know people who don't care about MCU films who have watched Ragnarok going, that's a really well done, really fun, I get that film. So that's the yeah. difference. It, it, it can draw that in this. Didn't um, just say it was made for fans, but didn't really have that, This didn't have that punch through for me. Yeah, Lorraine, Lorraine had commented as well, she
1: felt that there wasn't enough characters in it, which, yeah, possibly, when you think about it, I mean, it was centred around a smaller kind of pool, do you know what I mean, where you had, like, kind of Hulk and stuff like that in Ragnarok, so, you know, maybe that chemistry's missing, maybe there's a strong the mix of... Maybe wasn't enough
0: of, was it wasn't enough of an arc for anyone, to be honest. I mean, like, like, Thor's arc is very quick. You know, it's done in the first yeah. 10 minutes. Tessa yeah. Thompson doesn't really go through. She basically says at the start how she feels. She doesn't want to be a, a king. She likes, likes to go and fight, but that's pretty yeah. much, that's nothing really happens from that. Yeah. You've got the, the stuff with um, Jane Foster, which is, she goes through an arc. She doesn't really go through an arc, though, because she's like sort of, yeah. she's really the same as she was at start at the beginning. So mm-hmm. the only person that goes like through an arc in this film is Christian Bale, and he's the villain. And yeah. it doesn't feel like the arc for him really entirely makes sense. Like you said, it feels like they rushed that at the end to try and get an ending. Yeah. Definitely. No, so yeah. it's it's quite yeah. an odd one that way. But it's it's fun, it's it's big, it's yeah. dumb, it's sort of, not dumb, it's it's big and it's bright and it's colourful and it's sort of it and it rabs you for it it there
1: was last like I see every time those goats come on and like they overused that to fucking death and every time I was yeah. just chuckling away chuckling yeah. every single time. There was there, and there was a lot of wet lines and stuff that know, like that and Korg is also
0: very good in it as well. Korg is good at The, the good Guardians
1: out, yeah. Guardians were in it for all oh, what five minutes but five minutes, but it's it. nice to as, as,
0: well. as well. Yeah,
1: so it, again I'm not saying it's a bad movie, it's just not Ragnarok, and that's probably on me and you for expecting Ragnarok and not yeah. a sequel to Ragnarok. Possibly. Exactly. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten.
0: I am exactly the same. Seven out of ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which for a Marvel film for me, most of my Mar- when you look through my Marvel ratings, I mean they're all
0: like kind of nines and tens and eight. So a seven is low tier Marvel, unfortunately. I'm, so I'm less, I'm less, in the Marvel bag for you. I enjoy Marvel, but I'm, I can see a lot more fault in Marvel. There's, there's been a few yeah. dodgy, there no, a lot of dodgy ones. I yeah. uh, Iron Man two, Thor two, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, there's, there's there's been a couple. Guardians possibly.
0: Ant-
1: Ant-Man Ant-Man the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's definitely been a couple. Age of Ultron. Did, did you watch? Did you watch both? Um, I did. Credits? Yeah, yeah. Um, first one, we will talk about. We'll, we kind of spoke about it anyway. Um, it was interesting. Second one, yeah. It,
0: it's it's essentially just keeping someone on the board. Yeah, I thought yes. yeah, that, that that was my take. Uh what
1: Lorraine has said is it been brilliant if they'd have done do you remember the part really decisive with Lady here there?
0: Uh-huh.
1: How funny would it have been if they'd actually done that? Just that, that one limb. <laughs> 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 that would have been brilliant. Be I was like, Yeah, I didn't get it at first when she said it and I was thinking was like That'd be Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. did I Um, so yeah. Um, but still enjoyable. Like I say, I, I laughed. I mean, I, I wasn't bored. Do you know what I mean? Um, standout performance. Russell Crowe stole the show. Russell yeah. came in, chewed it up, uh, walked off, and was like, "Yeah, I'm Russell Crowe. Thank you. Done. Yeah, but it does um,
0: again. It, it feels a bit like Marvel has got a bit of a, produ- a production nil with these, and, and it feels like you know we talked about it before. the are multi- two multiverse films out this this year, and the one that came from the independent or the, the small schedule was a better one. And I feel like that's yeah. similar. The spot. It, it lacks a little bit of invention,
1: and maybe that's part phase, of the problem. Phase four's not, not impressive, really, is it? Um, yeah. the, the way it should. Um, I, I want to say, the Spider-Man film, so far, has been the best thing to come out of it. Um, and even so that had far. real problems. I had problems with that, as well, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so far, phase four's just definitely, you know, they, they need to, I think the problem is, is that phase one, two, and three all kind of led up to, to Thanos, and yeah, they've no established that big budget and they're just drifting just now. Yeah. I mean, they need to just, you know, really stop fucking creating a universe. We know yeah. just throw, throw heroes at us, you know, put in a team, give them a bad guy and point yeah. them in the direction. Get, it, get on that, Marvel. They sort of
0: talked about Kang, but that seems to drift away again and, you know, Give me my fucking Galactus, that's what I want, sir. That's
1: what I want. Ah, do, I'm with you. I'd love to see Galactus. Almost, almost, but not quite. Just um, no spoilers but yeah, of course. Give
0: me me, me some Galactus.
1: Anyway, that is
0: us for this week. Next week, it's a very quiet cinematic week because Thor is taking up all cinema, as is still Top Gun, amazingly, and Minions are starting to spin up a lot of cinemas. It's all about out Yeah. I will mention one if you have get your Paramount Plus 30-day trial this week. Um, there's one called Jerry and Marge Go Large, which is Brian Cranston. Uh, it's a true story, I think it's a true story of the of our like a small town guy basically scamming a lottery. He's like he's a maths expert and he figures like, a way of scamming the lottery, so the, the whole town wins. Nice. Yeah, so, so it's so quite interesting, charming, quite lovely, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's sets out There's one out That's in sort of The indie cinemas You might struggle to find But I'm going to try And go, maybe go to GFT And watch it I think it's on there um, Called Nitrum um, Desperate to see it Yes Fucking, Have you read the story On this? I I remember so. I remember talking To people about the story I remember reading a lot About the story And it's this a, is like, a horrendous That story. shit Crazy
1: Insane I, I'm desperate To see this film But as you say It's select theaters only And yes. you know Select times as well So I'm not, I'll probably need to wait to learn streaming, but I'm so so intrigued by this one, yeah. Yeah, um,
0: pretty horrendous story about um, a Tasmanian, um, basically it's a Tasmanian massacre, um, really yeah,
1: the, ma- yeah, mass mass shootings, yeah,
0: mass yeah. like a mass mass shooting, very horrible. And um, it's right, re- interesting, directed by Justin Kozell, um, who we know directed, um. The true history of the Kelly Gang, which we're massive mm. fans of, yeah. um, also directed stuff like the Macbeth. The really cool Macbeth film that came out a few years ago, um, and I think he's done some. Well, Assassin's Creed wasn't that great, but he's definitely he's a writer, he's a director who has a quite a unique style, I would say. Yeah, um, the coming as well. So I'm yeah. really looking forward. To, I'm not looking forward to. I feel, I feel like it's a tough watch. I don't think we come out in a happy way. I feel like it's the only one of those films that i watch watching. I'm feeling at <laughs> the end of it. I know it's a yeah. film that's quite. Um, what's the word? Quite controversial in Australia, you know, the idea that it's not given this because it's based around the life of the person who did the shooting. Yeah. Um, so it they don't show the shooting itself, from what I've been told. Yeah. They do talk about it and they do you know do everything up to and about it. So yeah. it's it's given him they feel like he's giving him a little bit of a platform possibly yeah. in some way to sort of, which I think is, is a very dangerous line to tread because you don't want to give these people a platform. Um,
1: yeah, for definitely not. But just just. The whole, I was reading it on kind of Wikipedia, just the whole backstory itself is fucking insane. It's nuts, the, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The widow stuff like that. Do you know what I mean, it's its just, it's just reading, and you're like, this This is fucking crazy. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, and then obviously the conclusion is heartbreakingly sad, but it's yeah. crazy. I'm desperate to see it. So, so hopefully it comes in streaming soon uh, and yeah. I'll catch it in. I'll
0: find out about it next week. Other than that, we'll have a wee look around the Netflixes and the Amazons and the Disney Plus Is yeah, something
1: interesting We've always got something to talk about Always sir Always it's
0: something Do we want to
1: find Ms. Colin? You can find us um, On we're, we're on Gmail We're on Instagram We're on Facebook None of which I have anymore I don't have any Social media At all anymore All the places I'm not Here we um, We're on <laughs> Twitter <laughs> Look us up Number three Beers in a movie um, I've been Colin You've been Richard And we've been Three Beers in a Movie